Hello, everyone. Welcome to Arash's World. Today, we have a special guest uh, here on Arash's World, and it's Camilla Stevenson. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. Feeling good. Feeling well. I can't feeling complain. Good, feeling well. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, how would you briefly introduce yourself to our audience? What would you say? What are some of the salient points of Camilla? Yeah, so I am a health coach. And so I, I basically um, teach my clients how to, and my audience in general, how to reverse uh, chronic disease and also how to be preventative. I usually take a, a very um, in-depth angle at all kind of areas that include biological individuality, meaning that there are so many contributing factors to uh, a person's well-being. And so I'm generally a person who looks at all angles because we are uniquely built as individuals with different history and, and different makeup and different uh, age um, factors. And, you know, so I, I really try to take a full approach to uh, wellness and I love exploring all of these different options and all of these uh, different variables and variances that contribute to healthy living. And, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the approach that I like. And that's the approach that gets the greatest results. I think I'm very science driven, uh, mm -hmm. but ultimately my aim is to really uh, educate, not just bring information, but bring education to um, how to live as healthy as we can as individuals and, and have our highest quality of life um, live throughout as we're here so that we can fulfill our purpose. Yeah, I love it. So a, a holistic outlook and you're not trying to pigeonhole people into right. like one aspect. It's looking at the whole thing. And I think that's yeah. really what's what's often missing when we look at, uh, for example, when we go to the doctors, their their view is, uh, <clears throat> I might say, limited because they're yeah. focusing only on one aspect or maybe just the body and not right. looking at uh, the mental aspect of it or the emotional or the spiritual. So we're much more than just our body. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing is that a lot of times, you know, when we go to the doctor and we're looking at solutions to certain factors that are happening within our life, like, for example, pain, which actually speaks to us and tells us that something is wrong. But when we go to, for example, the doctor, uh, we're just kind of used to the process of conventional medicine that, you know, usually just tries to get rid of the symptoms or suppress the symptoms and uh, we still leave the culprit very much so in action with uh, what is happening with our bodies. And sometimes we progress to get even worse as time go on. Now, one thing that I really feel like as a whole that um, we haven't got a chance to really dive into are um, strictly just biological factors. And that includes the brain. And so a lot of the problems that we seem to be having, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis with our, our well-being. Because when you mentioned um, the mental aspect, you know, we, we look at it as just, we're talking about psychological and emotional things, but we're also forgetting that um, our brain plays a huge role in some of the choices that we make and some of the behavior patterns that we have. And outside of really beginning the process of healing our nervous system, we're still going to be stuck in a cycle of not being well, not just physically, you know, like as you mentioned, but mentally and emotionally not well. And a lot of times doctors do not really investigate to find out what is happening. And I'll give just a quick example. Like if you go to the doctor and all of a sudden you have high cholesterol, 
they immediately want to put you on drugs, but they don't realize that there's a lot of investigation questions that you can ask somebody as to why their cholesterol was high. For example, if they just experienced a death in the family, or if they just had a, a injury to their body, cholesterol is there to reduce inflammation. So there may be a number of reasons why your cholesterol is high. That has nothing to do with you needing to be put on medicine, you know? And so it could just be um, grief that you're dealing with, but the doctor won't even take a moment and say, Hey, have you had a loss in the last month? You know, something as simple as that. And so there is a, a digging that needs to take place with individuals as it pertains to their well-being. a digging that doctors don't usually have the time to do. And so what I try to do is I try to get people to have what you just call self-awareness try to uh, be aware of different things that could be going on in your life that brings you to these points. Because if we continue to depend on doctors and outside people, even psychiatrists, they give medicine and they do not do brain scans. These are experts in the brain industry and they don't even look at the brain. So how can you trust going to a psychiatrist to get medicine for something that they never even took a moment to look at? You know, and so they don't know if the brain has been damaged from being an alcoholic or whatever. And so if you give them medicine to suppress that and they're still drinking or they're still dependent, then they're still going to have the same problems. And so there's a lot wrong with the picture. And a lot of times it's easier to empower individuals themselves to take a closer look at what's happening with themselves than to try to get doctors and professionals to be on board because there are other agendas in place that makes them take the approach that they that they take. <laughs> and probably so. also training. I mean, their, their, their training is uh, it's also like they're focusing on certain things because that's what they've been taught to do. And then Absolutely. not losing sight of the, the, the whole picture. And just what you mentioned makes perfect sense because if yeah. if your your body's communicating with you and it's it, it doesn't have a voice to say, okay, I'm not feeling this or this is too much stress for me, but it yeah. shows itself in different ways of communicating. And yep. exactly, so uh, removing the symptom, the problem is still there. The root issue is still there. It's happening. Yeah. And you mentioned things that uh, I have been suffer suffering from, which would be uh, high blood pressure and cholesterol and so on. And for me, it was really like uh, I was uh, trying to, uh, I was pushed to to take on medication. I didn't. And I wow. said, the issues are here. They are deeper than that. And uh, they're mostly stress related. There are psychological, there are inflammation as well, which is your, your body telling you like, hey, hey, this is not working well. And that's right. kind of the body mind uh, connection there. And once I got rid of those things, the stressors, and I just felt much more relaxed. And I went to, to, to have my blood pressure taken and she's like, how did you do it? You're fine, right? And so... But what, you will lose the opportunity to to deal with these things. And in a similar way, uh, in, in terms of psychiatrists who give you the medication to deal with your anxiety, well, you right. get rid of the symptoms. You don't feel bad. But the roots of the anxiety are still there unless you yeah. really face them and deal with them. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, there's, there's so much depth in why we're experiencing certain things that we experience. And a lot of times we need what you call like psychological acupuncture. We need to release the stress and that, that buildup of energy. And what people don't realize is that chronic stress is one of the main uh, doors to chronic disease in general, high blood pressure, like you mentioned, cholesterol issues, all kind of um, uh, autoimmune diseases. And as a matter of fact, usually when people are di diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, a lot of times it, it's 
Um, it comes right after some kind of event that's happened in their life that's just, you know, traumatic or something. And it opens up the door for that. And a lot of people um, don't really, you know, allow stress to be the contributing factor or the most contributing factor to some of these um, diseases. And so we need to release that energy and we need to heal our nervous systems. And a lot of people don't talk about that. You know, we are constantly in uh, in modes of anxiety and our brains are oftentimes stuck in trauma and traumatic situations, which, you know, it does get the brain involved, the amygdala and the uh, prefrontal cortex involved. And um, if we don't aim to like uh, get ourselves out of this high beta mode that we're in all the time, where <clears throat> also, because what one, one of the things that the amygdala does is it scans for like um, danger, okay? And if we've had like a traumatic situation that has occurred, for example, in our life, and we have emotions that's still connected to it, it's not the actual event that is taking place in the present. The event may have taken place in the past, but it's our emotions that's connected to that event that keeps us in the past. And so most of us are not even able to break past or beyond the past. It's almost like a cycle, like we're rehearsing the past over and over again. And although the traumatic situation is has not occurred, it's still as if it is occurring in the present because our brains are stuck there. Okay. And so when our brains are stuck there and the amygdala is constantly searching for danger and warning and, you know, our brains are wired for disappointment and abuse and abandonment and, you know, unworthiness and all of these different things, it causes our body to start to react and to release even certain hormones that start to build toxins in our environment, in our inner environment. And if we don't take a moment to like deal with some of that stuff and to get ourselves unstuck out of this high beta mode that we're constantly living in this fight or flight mode, the sympathetic mode, then uh, we won't, it, it'll be very hard for us to get out of disease, you know? And so we have to target that. And what a lot of people don't realize is that stress is not, some people look at stress as like this thing of a big event happening. No, stress is happening from the moment you wake up in the morning all the way to the moment you go to sleep at night. Like if you didn't get enough sleep at night, you're already waking up with a, a little bit of stress. When you have to take your kids and your grandkids somewhere, you're dealing with stress. When you have to pay bills, when you're going throughout your day with just regular routine things, stress is being accumulated. And the thing about stress is the same uh, switch that turns on uh, stress doesn't turn it off. You have to actually uh, empower a total different system in your body called the parasympathetic system in order to start to detox. And that's when I detox. And that's when I talk about that psychological acupuncture is like you have to detox those stressors. You got to get into an alpha stage. You have to get relaxed. You have to, you know, deal with the trauma and deal with the things that have been built over time that connects your emotions to those events and when you can stabilize your emotions and have the memory of it but not the emotion connected to it then that's where wisdom takes place that's where you're free enough to make decisions that's where the prefrontal cortex begins to be empowered because that part of your brain cannot be empowered if you're stuck in traumatic situations if you're about to run from a 
a tiger or something, you don't have time to slow down, to think creatively, to connect with love. So this stuff starts to even ruin relationships. That's why there's a lot of mental illness and not being able to connect. And, you know, you got to think about everything that's happening with a lot of people. Every 14 minutes, they say someone commits suicide. Every eight minutes, you know, a drug overdose. Uh, 50% of people will have some kind of mental illness at some point of time in their life. A quarter of women are antidepressants, you know, 70% of people are overweight, you know, like there's so many things that are, that are going wrong. And when I say overweight, I mean, because if you are, for example, overweight, then you have extra, um, you have extra fat on the body that causes toxins. And so all of these environmental things that are happening in our inner world are affecting the way we respond and react to life, the quality of life. And these are just things that are completely, and, and food, even the way we eat, that can cause stress to the body. That can cause stress to the gut. There's a brain-gut connectivity that's happening that do doesn't happen good if we're stressed out by the wrong foods and we got too much inflammation in the body. There is so much going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's all, it's all connected. Know? But I, I see it like this. You mentioned switch, and I agree with you. It's like the switch is always on and you never turn it off, that that kind of mode of like fight and flight and um, being anxious and being stressed. And it's like running a marathon daily. Like every moment and it's like it wears you down uh, um, not only mentally emotionally but also physically like in that connection and then we we feel tired we feel angry and when yeah. people are angry i i see them as as quite unhappy there's something causing that there is a deep frustration that comes out as anger and it's become yeah. so common to express yourself in that in that way but i see it as like a symptom for something's not going well oh yeah yeah something's definitely not going well and there's just, again, a lot of people who have, you know, a lot of this stuff starts really from childhood, you know, childhood environment. And the better that parents can create an environment for their kids, you know, to thrive and to have healthy emotions and even healthy aggression, you know, it, it starts there and be, being able to cultivate that environment for them to do well, to, to, to react better in life. But again, once you have this systematic process of constant stress buildup from things that are happening, you know, from one season of life to the next season of life, and then not being able to have the proper um, therapy in place to be able to deal with some of this stuff, it just winds up, you know, having a toll on the entire body. And um, we see this all the time. And that's why we're seeing some of the behavior patterns. And then, you know, in a society where we are uh, accepting of certain types of personality traits that are not good, like, for example, that kind of like narcissistic type personality, you know, there's all these different type of personalities that are being formed. And a lot of it is even trying to hide from who the person actually is because their identity has been broken along the, the, the process of these traumatic events and they can't even come to copes with who they actually are themselves. And so we're dealing with um, almost like a, a identity crisis with a lot of people. And a lot of times it's very, very difficult to have this type of personality that is toxic. And I'm not I'm not necessarily blaming people for this. Again, it starts in the childhood and an environment. And there's so many factors that play a role, but it's very hard to try to make changes with the old personality. Mm -hmm. You have to almost become a different person 
in order to tackle some of these different things that are happening. You have to be a different person. You have to be able to make different decisions, have different behaviors, experience um, things differently, like have different experiences. And these different experiences will cause different emotions to happen. And that's when you start to see a bit of breakthrough. But change is very hard for a lot of people, especially when they're locked up in this stress mode. We have to be able to tap the parasympathetic. We have to be able to turn that switch on, calm ourselves down, heal our bodies and our brains in order to make the appropriate choices for our future and for our life. Now, that is very difficult when we live in a society where certain things are tolerated and certain things are being pushed. There's a lot of substance abuse. Think about what happened during COVID. Like people have become alcoholic dependent. And so it's, it's and, and that was just basically to cope with life. It doesn't matter what it is, whatever the substance um, is, is a lot of people have become like that dopamine effect, whether we're strolling on, um, scrolling on uh, social media all day, or whether we're sitting up on a video game all, get, all day, we're trying to escape something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, there's such a yeah, buildup yeah. that is too much to handle for some people. Yeah that we're trying to escape it because the body really do want to be free. Like naturally the body wants to grow and be free and can't. And so it'll use something to escape the current conditions of what the, the body and the mind is experiencing. And a lot of times people are looking for the outer world to affect the inner world. When we get to that conflict within ourselves, in our inner world, our health, uh, whatever that looks like for people, we're always usually looking for something on the outside. And that's why people can scroll on, on, on social media all day, looking at other people's lives. And then we haven't even hit the topic of where um, imposter syndrome starts to take place, where we start to put on a, a complete facade for the approval of other people. All of these things are all connected psychologically, biologically, physiologically, like they're all connected together. And I think if we're going to take um, a health approach, we got to we got to approach this from all different angles. And we definitely have to start with regulating self-regulation of our stress levels and um, just our mindsets in, ger in general. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. you, you're actually as, as as you as you're talking, you're answering lots of questions that I was going to ask you. So you're kind oh. of like reading my mind in many ways. But I want to uh, jump into what you're saying also socially, the, yeah. the the mindset that we have and always to be on the go to work hard constantly. Don't take time off. Don't relax. Don't have fun because that's seen as as idleness or a sin, guilty wow. pleasures. And I think uh, the, the opposite, like the mindset exists in society, but not be right. driven by that and be able to turn that switch off and say, okay, now is yeah. my time off. I get my Sundays off. I want to do any work. I'm not wasting time. Time is not money. Time is time. And that's much right. more valuable than money. And to right. have that space. But we don't, and and when we don't do that, we feel guilty, and then we go and waste time on social media and TikTok, etc. So uh, yeah. we really need to wind down and relax. And yeah. I think it's because it's not just ourselves; it's also our society that frowns yeah. upon that. So we need to yeah. be able to not be driven what others are saying and thinking of us, and just really be and be ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're just kind of trapped in some kind of loop. loop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we're living at the pace of what we have accepted as the norm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and a lot of that is due to media, like because media tends to push out. Um, but we don't question considered. it. We don't question yeah, it, right? That don't. critical thinking of like, wait a minute, I don't yeah. have to be in that. I'm not on that hamster wheel. I can like step out yeah. and uh, enjoy the sunshine. But we, yeah. we do have to ask ourselves that. Is that really correspond with who I am and what I want to do? But we lose track. Yeah. yeah. We do. That adrenaline kind of gets us going. Yeah. And remember when adrenaline is 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 going and when we're in that that high mode, that high energetic, like fast paced mode, you don't have the ability to create a different outcome for yourself. You don't have a, a, the ability to predict the future or to predict what's happening in that moment. You kind of just jump on board and the a part of your brain that is the uh, the creative, intelligent, high level, uh, robust type um, thinking that that part that almost regulates, you know, the decisions that we make, uh, the healthy decisions that we make, and is almost like the executive for our lives and 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 be able to control that part of our brains, it, it, or that part of our brain is usually shut down when we're in that excited over rational thinking part. The one that we can relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when um. It's like when you see crowds um, rioting and and things like that, and and they and then you, you happen to be in that culture. Like some people don't have the brain capacity or the thought processing to be able to say, "I don't want to be a part of this." Like yeah. most people just kind of jump on board, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, you know," because yeah. they're looking for that rush. They're looking for that next, you know, exciting dopamine type place because that's what we've become dependent on, you know, and that's what a, a lot of the drama and the confusion and the conflict and a, a lot of that, we're, we're almost addicted to that stress. We're addicted to stress mm -hmm. and we're addicted to the emotions that stress bring. So we're constantly on the lookout for other situations that bring us highly stressful moments because we're addicted to the outcome, that end product, that emotion that we feel from the stress and the excitement. And so we're not able to take a moment and make clever decisions like we really need to. I remember speaking to a man who moved to New York. Um, I met him at a restaurant and he was explaining how, like when he moved to New York, it was so fast paced. And he wasn't usually that type of person, but he got so indoctrinated in the culture that he remember going, he said he knew he needed to move when he went like into a fast food place. It might've been McDonald's or something. And it was a long line and he rushed to the front to try to pay somebody to like skip, skip the line and move in front of everybody. Now that's not like, that doesn't represent high levels of emotional intelligence to do that to somebody who's been sitting there waiting but you you so you so quick and rushed to get up out of there. You want to pay your way through. And he said it was causing him to just be a different person. Mm -hmm. And so once he recognized that, he said, I have to come out of this environment. Mm -hmm. And so, like you mentioned, it's the environments that are cultivating this high stress moment um, that we repeat over and over and we become really addicted to. It's the environments that we're in. And so we have to start to wonder, are these environments healthy for us? <laughs> are they contributing to the stress load and to my um, lack of well-being? You know, like the company that you're with makes a huge difference. If somebody wants to get healthy, 
they need to be around the healthiest person they can handle at that moment and allow the culture to impact them because there's nothing greater than culture. Your will cannot not overdo culture. You know, once you put once you put yourself in an environment, it is very hard. You can't stop uh, doing drugs if you're still hanging around people who are doing drugs, for example. Like if you're hanging with that party crowd and they're, you know, um, addicted and they're doing substance abuse and they're self-sabotaging. If you get in that environment, you can't expect to get in that environment and make healthy decisions. You just can't. And so one of the greatest things, I, I feel like one of the quickest things that a person can do to get well is to change their environments. Mm-hmm. Like that but, is- But sometimes, a, sometimes it's harder said than done, you know? And sometimes is, you are stuck in a, in a job that you say, I do have to continue, right? But I, yeah. I think it's really like that we have much more control than we think in many cases. And we so do. it's also yep. our, our reaction to others. Like when society says, I'm a workaholic and they say it as being proud, you know, that's a badge of honor. Right. And I say, I'm sorry for you. I feel right. sorry for you because you are addicted to work, which is yeah. um, harmful for, for your yeah. body and your mind and so on. But uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of having that approach. And uh, again, for ourselves, you can be right. in your environment, but say there are things I, I mean, when I was younger, I, I, I never smoked. I never started smoking, uh, but I did have friends who would smoke and uh, oh, yeah. drink and smoke. And they did offer me cigarettes various times. But I said, no, wow. this is not for me. I mean, I know you guys yeah. are doing it, but yeah. I don't yeah. like it because it makes me cough. And uh, I yeah. don't like <laughs> to have yellow teeth and so on. And so yeah. um, I think that that choice we have even yeah. if we're in an environment that is uh, toxic or harmful to say, yeah. no, I'm going to stay out of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And definitely like the environment is like the first stage for somebody who's a baby who, mm-hmm. when I say a baby, a, a person who just, who don't have that control yet, because that, that has to be either cultivated inwardly where we can, we can pull on the resources that are within us yeah. And or either it is connected to the fact that we've identified a pain that that particular behavior will cause and we don't want to experience that pain. But for some people who haven't um, been able to experience pain enough to walk away from something or somebody who don't have those inner uh, resources for somebody like them, maybe the environment would affect them more. But ultimately, you're right. We have to get to a point where we can be in the environment and we are still very much so motivated and inspired by what has been built within us. And that's the that's the point that we need to get to. And that's why things like meditation, slowing ourselves down, you know, recovery, you know, making sure that we're okay and that we're well, that we're we're detoxing emotionally and that we're getting the help that we need and we're taking the nature walks and the Epsom salt baths and doing things that we enjoy and we love so that we can experience what life looks like under our healthy um, decisions and um, <laughs> under our control where we're slowing ourselves down a bit and we're able to make those choices, you know? And so you, we can't, we can't um, escape. I mean, th- this world is, there's a lot going on right yeah. now. And so we, it's not like we can just like escape yeah. or a blink of the eye and be put transformed somewhere else. So ultimately you're right. We have to get strong enough to be able to be in this culture, be in this world, be in the environment of the fast paced, you know, um, excitement of everything that's going on, but still make clever, intelligent decisions that help us to lead ourselves. And if we are leaders that help us to lead others and inspire others, this is why 
I don't, you know, I, I can, you know, like with social media, you don't want it to be your master. You want to be able to leverage it the way you need to leverage it, but you don't want it to master and Lord over you and whatever you got to do to create that management and that healthy self-regulation you have to do. But ultimately you want to be able to take some of these resources that we have and you don't want it to like damage you. You want to be able to leverage it and not let it damage you. And so that's why it's very important to, you know, to teach people these, these mechanisms that we put in place. Um, and that's why I love meditation. I I, I can't say that enough because it, it helps you to quiet the, you know, the noise, the outside noise and really tap and connect First of all, with yourself, you know, you got to know yourself. You got to know the things that you're strong at, the things that you're weak at, the things that you know you should do and you shouldn't do. You know, intrapersonal and interpersonal relationships are very important. And some of us don't even have relationships with ourselves to be able to self-regulate. And that's what we really need to get people to. And that's that's one of the aims of, of, of emotional boost and emotional intelligence is self-awareness and self-regulation. And that's something that a lot of people don't have that we really need to help to educate people on how do we get there? How do we get there? <laughs> to be able to self-regulate and to self-reflect and to manage ourselves a lot more um, efficiently and effectively than what we've been doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's a lot of work, but I mean, one step at a time, right? You know, exactly. that, that's why we're here, you know, yeah. empowering. That's why you're here, you know, teaching and educating people on how to do that. And, and looking not out to be hard on oneself, you know, it's yeah. like you take that one step or you like you are five minutes without social media. That's an accomplishment, you know, now try yeah. 10, you know, but yeah. kind of gradually instead of yeah, like you know, forcing yourself steps. in different ways. Yeah. A couple of things I want to mention, we're running yeah. out of time here, but one thing and it's very like North American culture when we look at fast food. The idea of oh, food yeah. needs to be fast. And we have other cultures, you know, the French, the Italians, who like see yeah. like food as like a celebration, something you eat calmly outdoors with your glass of wine. And yeah. we're no, we're driven, right? And when you right. mentioned the, the person who's like uh, in the fast food restaurant wants to go first, I mean, that is a sign right. that something's wrong there with right. that person <laughs> and with the culture. So just to term fast food. Apart from it being yeah. like really harmful for your health, but it's like, why does it have to be yeah. prepared quickly? Take your time to yeah. enjoy it in a restaurant, you know, sit, relax, yeah. have a chat with someone. But no, we like gulp it down yeah. and we run out and rush out. And I think that needs yeah. to change. Yeah. We need to change. I mean, the, that was yeah, yeah, that's but occasionally it's fine, but also have your time yeah, but enjoy your meal. It's that, yeah, it's that shortcut. It's that shortcut. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're shortcutting life, shortcutting relationships. And you're shortcutting and yourself in the process. Shortcutting yourself, yeah, you yeah, know? And yeah. and and like like you said, like food is and, and has been known traditionally to be something that is social, that is, mm-hmm. you know, where you're sitting around the table with the family and you're eating and you're having um, connection and you're having uh, um, an increase of, you know, love and and just, you know, communication with the people that you love. And even preparing your own food of being like, this is my food that I created for everyone. That kind of sense of love that that we lose out on when we go to, to, to fast food restaurants. We do lose out on it. And that's that fast paced world that doesn't allow you to be open and connected because remember you have to slow yourself down in order to open up and connect with one another. 
And that is that is what sitting at the dinner table or having a meal together does. But when you're in a rush and you're shortcutting the meals and the time, you know, I need to chop time in half and get, you know, and this is like everything's so quick and fast. And, you know, we need to shortcut everything. And when we get stuck in that cycle of doing how we do one thing is how we do everything, you know. And so we got to look at how we how we eating. You know, is it fast? Is it quick? Are we shortcutting it? Because it's how we do everything, you know, in life. And and those those certain behavior patterns, they are subconscious. They start to creep in everything in your life. You, you start to want everything quick. You want money quick. You want, you know, you, you go play the lottery and just everything is about getting stuff quick and taking shortcuts and not putting in the work to get there. And you want health quick. And so we look at the medicine and, the, you know, everything that can shortcut it. When, yeah. when at the end of the day, it, it, there's a system, there's a framework that works to this, that 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 works in a very healthy way. And it is one step at a time. It is one day at a time. Like you said, five minutes. Okay, let's come yeah. off. Let's yeah. let's start to regroup and like, let's start to re-regulate things and recalibrate yeah. things yeah. so that we can get back to a balance because that that's what life is about is to be enjoyed and and it's to have relationships and to have well-being and and be around for your kids and your grandkids. And you know, it's it's about so much more than what we're making it about. And we're we're shortcutting. Almost like I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Uh, I think it's Click. With oh, I um, seen that one. yeah, 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 yeah. Seen like that. he's he. It, it's like he's got this remote control. Adam Sandler has this yeah. remote control, and he's speeding through life past moments. And he real he realizes when it's too late. Like I've sped um past important moments in in my life with my kids, and that's a lot of the time. That's what we're doing when when we go to fast food restaurants and when we you know um when we're constantly um, on social media and um, we're, you know, just in this, this, this warps of like, everything is speeding up and, you know, moving fast. And we don't have a moment to really enjoy and to reflect yeah. the the things that we even need to be grateful about. Some people don't even have the, the time and the mental capacity um, and the attention span to sit down and to just ponder on the things that they're grateful for in life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when we get to that point where you can't sit down for a moment and your attention span is not there, yeah, we got to re um reevaluate the things that we're doing day to day that participates in this cycle and then this um this toxic behavior pattern that we have that we're pushing towards everything in our life. You know, it's it's just not good, and we got to address it. So conversations like these, I love it because yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. wiring and gets and, people. And just quickly here, I want to finish up on moderation. You mentioned balance. I think that's really important. And so yeah. when we see like stress or anxiety as something bad, I disagree with that. Because if right, we're too right. relaxed, we don't get up. Uh, you won't go out to 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 pick up your daughter and I won't work and, and so on. Right. So I think I think we need to find that that sweet spot, that perfect balance yeah. between like just enough stress but not too much that's overwhelming, just enough anxiety. So, you know, you, you perform well, yeah. so you do care about the outcome, but not being overwhelmed yeah. by it. So um, what, yeah. uh, how can people contact you? How can they find you, your, your website, you have programs, you have courses as well. Is that correct? How can people contact you? Absolutely. So I am uh, usually the best way to contact me would be on um, social media. 
um, under Camila Stevenson. So Instagram at Camila Stevenson, they can DM me. Also, I have a website, camilastevenson.com. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also on Facebook under my, uh, my uh, brand name, which is Healthy and Better. Uh, but ultimately, my name is under and attached to any social media outlet. So they can find me there or like I said, camilastevenson.com. And uh, they'll get all the information that they need. And uh, I just want to also say for you, like, thank you so much for this conversation. And I agree with you. We got to find that moderation because um, we do need a little anxiety. It helps us get going because there's some things we got to do in life, of course. So that medium beta level is really good. And that healthy stress, like exercise, for example, yeah. is really good for our bodies. And so I just love this conversation um, to end with that moderation, not too extreme on either end will, you know, be a, a healthy approach to, um, you know, embracing a, a life of well-being, you know, so, Wonderful. but thank you so much for this. Yeah, it's, it's, thank it's you for being in the world. Camilla oh, Stevens, yeah, you're a counselor, healthy lifestyle expert, author. Thank you so much for being in Russia's world. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much too. You too.